Hi, everybody. This is Peter Diamandis. I'm here with my dear friend, my coach, Dan Sullivan, and welcome to another episode of Exponential Wisdom. Dan, I love the conversation we had last episode, sort of the new zone frontier, in which you and I talk about some of the amazing entrepreneurs out there, the technologies that they're using, the collaborations they're making to really create areas and companies where they don't have competition and they can change the world. Mm -hmm. Let's begin by, first of all, define what you mean when you say free zone frontier and give me some examples of some of the people there. Well, the big thing, you know, I've been coaching entrepreneurs. It was 45 years in August. So that was my 45th year since I took the plunge in the pool <laughs> and decided my the rest of my life was going to be about coaching. And then I realized that I could barely keep my nose above water. But I stuck it out. So that was 74. And around early 82, I had done coaching with about 80 individuals. And it narrowed my focus to just entrepreneurs Usually entrepreneurs in fairly conventional industries, and usually my early entrepreneurs were all in the services business because in the service business, you don't have any inventory except what's in your head. So basically, I've started off, you know, if there's a God in the entrepreneurial heaven, the name of that God is cash flow. So yeah. you follow the directions of the cash flow God who tells you, well, you may want to do this a year from now, but right now, you know, you've got the 31st of the month coming up. So <laughs> this is what you have to do to earn cash. But one of the things that's happened over the 30 years since we put this into a workshop program for entrepreneurs was really the companies have become more sophisticated, they've become larger. And, you know, we're not a small company anymore. We have 130 team members, we're in three countries, and we draw from around 3,000 business owners from around the world. And more and more, we're seeing technology, more and more, we're seeing marketing. Every one of the advanced entrepreneurs is using digital technology to create exponentials for them. But then sometimes what we're noticing more and more is that these entrepreneurial companies are linking up with big corporations. But it's very interesting, Peter. They're not linking up with the corporation. They're linking up with someone fairly high up in a corporation who treats their corporate career like it's an entrepreneurial company. And they like having outside entrepreneurial aces that they can use for their own career development. And I had never seen that before. And I think probably I had to put in my 45 years <laughs> and we had to put in our 30 years before we saw it. But one of them, actually I met at Abundance 360. He actually met us there because every year there's a real great crop of entrepreneurs who come in and you introduce them to Strategic Coach. But one of them is a software designer who in his software design created how to eliminate dead space dead space in homes, dead space in stores, dead spaces in corporations. What kind of dead space? Wi-Fi dead space, ah. okay. So what he did is he started approaching very, very big telecoms. I mean, big in the sense that they were bigger than customers he was involved with. And I'll tell you, this is the basis of the Free Zone Frontier. It's not the CEO and it's not the CFO, but it's the next layer down from that. And usually it's sales, usually it's marketing, usually it's customer development. 
And what he said, he says, I've got a technique that eliminates dead space. And the guy says, well, you know, how much is this? He said, no, no, it's not going to be that much. He said, I'd just like to test this out on 30,000 of your customers for six months. And he says, what we're going to measure it in is drop in complaints about dead space. The problem with all Wi-Fi is that there are dead spaces that haven't been solved, and complaints have a cost to them. And he knew what the cost was because he had dealt with the problem. So he says, I'm predicting if we do 30,000 that your complaints are going to drop by 20% over the six months with this 30,000 customers. And the guy said, well, that would be great. He says, what's the cost? He says, no, I just want to show you that it works. He said, I'm not asking for anything. They did it, and he knew it was going to be 20%. The first one he did was a Southeastern Asian telecom, and he reduced it by 24%. Well, he really had the other person's interests. So they had 6 million total customers, and he said, why don't you try it out? And he says, well, okay, how much is it going to be? He says, no, no. He says, you tell me what the top line and bottom line is at the end of the year, and we'll do it on all six million. And now here's the thing. It's just a digital signal that goes in the top of what the telecom is already doing. So there's no equipment to this. It's just a digital signal, which, by the way, he controls. So he can't get cheated here because he controls the signal. And he says, you tell me... If we can reproduce the 24% on 6 million, what's the top line, what's the bottom line? So they agreed that's what it was be. And he says, so what portion is that is mine hmm. at the end of a year that I would be fascinated in working with you? So what the Free Zone Frontier does is it's a collaboration of two capabilities. One is a simplifier has a new simple solution. The other one is a big multiplier. One of the things I notice about all the collaborations, it's a combination of a unique simplifier and a unique multiplier. And most entrepreneurs are simplifiers. They're not multipliers. Amazon is a multiplier. A massive multiplier. (laughs) But think about the simplifiers who, instead of seeing Amazon as the problem or Amazon as the competitor, what they do is they say, I'm going to use Amazon to collaborate. I'm actually going to take advantage of this big multiplier called Amazon. You know, there's authors who do that. I mean, just think of Kindle, the early days of Amazon, and all the authors who become famous simply because they understood the Kindle platform. So anyway, he did that. But in one year and 15 months, he now has 26 telecoms with the same deal. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't gotten any more complicated in his business because he staffs up in relationship to guaranteed business. And he's got offers for his companies, you know, as much as a half a billion dollars. And he says, no, no. He says, I'm taking four-day weekends. Wow. I love the fact that he gave value first before asking for something. And that's an amazing, amazing approach. And then he let them set the price which is an amazing approach. He let them set the price. So who's the buyer here and who's the seller? So it kind of reverses the buyer-seller relationship a bit because he said, no, you know, a telecom comes and, you know, you have to come to these meetings. No, no, no. He says, I don't do meetings. We just agreed to drop the complaint rate. He says, we can do it with a handshake here. And the thing is, it's the type of person in a corporation who's got a budget, 
who is responsible for results. They have discretionary decision-making. So he's got a whole model of who the person in the corporation has to be. So, Peter, I have to tell you, my brain has been more stretched in the last 15 months. We started this new program called Free Zone Frontier because... The other telecoms want to know what this telecom is doing. The other software designers want to know what this, but it's not apparent from the outside what's actually happening on the inside. And that's the free zone frontier. It's the Peter Thiel thing. This is zero to one. This is not one to N. I love that. And people can just go to the Strategic Coach website to get more details on signing up for... Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So the whole program in the last 90 days, we've reconfigured our entire program from start to finish. 30 years of development, and I said everybody who comes in should be aiming at some point in the buildup of their entrepreneurial skills to actually create a free zone frontier where they don't have competition anymore. Yeah, I said, most people retire because of competition, but what if there wasn't any more competition for the rest of your entrepreneurial career because you've created such a new value creation proposition and you're doing it through collaboration with all sorts of other people where you're not competing? I love that. So let me take a second and hit on something you just said. Remember what you're talking about using Amazon is a platform play. So one of the things, Dan, again, from your amazing coaching, and thank you for being my coach, is, you know, this year at A360, day three of A360 is, I'm calling it my implementation day. And it's really a focus on how do you implement. And so I'm going to be talking about what I call sort of an automatical infrastructure layer. When I say it's like there are capabilities now that are available super low touch that are automatic and magical in terms of what they do that really help teams go much further. And so when you think about it, yeah, you can think about Amazon. Amazon's a perfect example. You can think about Amazon as a platform for selling stuff. And it's amazing that you can do that. But there's so much more, right? Amazon now becomes your outside web services. It becomes your outside machine learning infrastructure becomes your outside storage facilities. You can even use Amazon for doing fulfillment. If you are manufacturing things, you mm-hmm. need to get fulfillment done. They will provide mm-hmm. you an outsourced fulfillment service and customer service on top of that, identical to Amazon's because it is Amazon's, even if you don't sell on Amazon's. Mm-hmm. Because what Jeff realized was, listen, the more people use my stuff, the cheaper my stuff gets the more people want to use it, the cheaper it gets, and the quality goes up. So they've open sourced it where you can use any of Amazon's com- computation, fulfillment, everything. Internal services. Yeah, you can use who Amazon is to develop your company along Amazon lines. You know, they have a document that they started the company with. And I was just talking to Steve Krein on another podcast. And you know Steve because you were at the Vatican with Steve, you know, when you did the Vatican's worldwide health conference. 
And Steve was talking about the document, which is called PRFAQ, which is that no document presenting a new product or service inside of Amazon can have more than six pages. And Amazon actually started the company with their PRFAQ, and they have not veered off of it, even though they've sort of taken over the world in a certain aspect. Simplification. Simplification. So you can't multiply unless you simplify. So don't try to be complicated in the world. Find out where you're really simple. On a previous podcast, you talked about a person with 3D printing who can actually create houses, custom-designed houses, with a printer that's on-site where the houses are being created using local materials to actually create houses. Well, that's a real simple thing. So what that individual has to do is get in touch with some big multiplier who can actually introduce him to places where a million homes like this would be created. You have to decide in life, are you a simplifier mm. or are you a multiplier? Well, I'm a simplifier, you're a simplifier, Peter. You are a simplifier. So don't try to be a multiplier because there's great multipliers who are looking for new simplified things to actually create. I'll tell you another one really interesting, and this is very different, and I can certainly use his name. His name is Norm Dunnigan. And Norm is from a small size city in South Carolina, and he's in waste management. I have to tell you, we just had the hurricane coming up the Carolina coast, and he said, you know, I feel guilty about saying this, but I so enjoy a really good hurricane every (laughs) once in a while. Because what he does, he has to clean up all the mess, but he also sells plywood. So everybody needs plywood after a hurricane or before a hurricane. So he's done that, but this is not his main game. He's created a three-way capability for small to medium-sized cities across the United States who have, let's say, 150,000 to 300,000 in their counties. And there's 3,000 counties in the United States, and probably about four or 500 of them would qualify for his model. So what it is, Peter, is an automated pub, an automated beer place, where you walk in, you've got a credit card, and you have to prove your age, and you're given a wristband that is an electric wristband, and he's got 40 beer dispensers that are automatic, and he uses medical technology to actually dispense the beer. And you can buy up to 32 ounces, and you can have two ounces, you can have six ounces, you can try different beers, and that's it. You get 32 ounces. So he's got big traffic. He's got two staff personnel. He doesn't serve food. You can bring your own food in and everything like that. He's totally digitized the process. Yeah, so that's that. And he said, that's a good one. He says, after you've paid for the expenses, that's about 60% profit per month. And the thing is that he only uses craft beers, and there are craft beer makers, and that's a big business, the most number of beer brewers in the United States since 1880. So there's over 4,000 brewers, and they're all competing to get their beer, and he treats it like the British football does at the end of 10 days. 10 beers get downgraded and 10 new beers come. So everybody wants to know what the 10 beers are. Amazing. <laughs> it's all automated. Then amazing. he creates an actual restaurant across the street, which is called Whiskey Alley, that has 40 different kinds of whiskeys. Again, same principle. They're from small distilleries. So the brewers are small, but they can supply them, and the distillers are small. And he says, you know, nobody local knows what the prices of these beers or whiskeys are. He says, you can't buy them in the stores. These are entirely new whiskey. 
that they can try out. And they have full menu. They have, you know, great restaurant menu and everything else. And then you'll love this one. He bought three electric buses, and these seat up to 10 to 12 people. Uh On the sides are advertising for 14 other businesses in the town, and they pay for the buses, and they pay for the driver, and they pay for everything. And they do five-minute loops, so you park in a parking lot, and you sign in with an app, so he's got all of your information, and you get on the bus, and they'll take you around. He says, and every five minutes, four or five more people come to the pub or Whiskey Allen, he says it goes on all day long. So the model is all three of these institutions. He calls the bus Freeloader, which I think is a great name. Yeah. And he says, now what I'm looking at is another several hundred counties in the U.S., where I can just go in with this three-part model. So these are places that don't have big entertainment sections. So these three things, the freeloader bus, the whiskey alley, and the it's called the tap room, come as a package for local development. So then he says, the towns now have to approach me. I'm the buyer here, and I want to see if their town is good enough to actually have my trifecta come into their... That is beautiful. And he's got a multiplier. It's called the United States of America. (laughs) And he's just showing that you don't get one of these, you don't get two of them, you get all three of them. If you're not agreeable to all three of them, and I have to check out what your town looks like and what the population. So he's put himself into the position of a buyer. The other aspect of the free zone frontier that I've seen is there's a distinction between a seller and a buyer. And I said, I want to tell you the difference. Sellers get rejected. Buyers are the ones who reject them. Mm. So I say to entrepreneurs, have you reached your quota in life so far as a seller of being rejected. Are you at the point where you need more rejection to get the point? And I said, or from this point forward, would you like to be the buyer? So my feeling is that a lot of your entrepreneurs that you talk about, they're sellers, they're still trying to sell. And I said, go for buyer status and then look for a multiplier who wants to buy you and they just wanna be a collaborator and take your simplified idea and take it all over the planet. And this is a great example because this is not high-tech stuff. This is alcohol. Can I give you a great example on that coaching point? So back in the late 1980s, I was co-founder of International Space University, my first university. Mm -hmm. And I ran it while I was a grad student at MIT, and we did a summer program, and it was great. And then we decided that this program worked real well, and we wanted to do it in other locations. So we ended up putting out a request for proposal and said, here's who we are. Here's what we've done. It was an amazing event. Whoever wants to be the next, please pitch us. And so we started getting proposals in from cities around the world. Mm-hmm. And we went going to Strasbourg the next year and Toronto the next year, then Kitakushi, Japan. It was amazing. And then finally we said, you know, we'd like to have a permanent university. And we put out an RFP, like an Olympic RFP. And we had bids from seven countries pitching us $100 million. And this is like, you know, this is like a dozen kids and their friends, mm-hmm. you know. And, and we ended up with the permanent university in Strasbourg, France, which had a beautiful $100 million campus. But we didn't go out selling people. No. We asked them to pitch us. 
It was amazing. Well, you created something brand new. Yeah. And one of the things that places like cities, they have a hard time innovating because it's so complicated, the politics. And if they were to try to create something like this from scratch, it would be never ending. It would be never ending complicated. So my feeling is that one of the additional aspects of a free zone frontier is that you're always the buyer. Mm. You've created something and then there's other people and who you most want to associate with is not someone who's going to give you money, but it's going to give you a capability that you don't have right now. And there's a big payday at the end for both of you. There's a tremendous payday at the end for both of you if you do that. So they're acquiring the capability, you're acquiring the capability. Going back to the beginning of our relationship, I had read the review of your book in Wall Street Journal. This was abundance. I said, oh, I got to get that book. And I got the book right away. And then, you know, I have a one-person Rolodex for anybody I want to meet in the world, and his name is Joe Polish. (laughs) I mean, he would have Putin talking at Genius Network if he thought he could give a good 10-minute talk. (laughs) But Joe can easily interact. He's just a really super connector, you know. And then I saw that you had somehow made your way to Genius Network, and then Joe got a lot of his internet marketers to really get behind the book and get it out there, and then I met you. And then we did a first experiment on Abundance 360 in Mountain View, California, and we had 50 people there, and then we got together, and I said, why don't we just make this a lot bigger and let's do it on an ongoing basis, because it seems to me I would love to have a high technology component to strategic coach, but I can't do it. I have no capability to do that. It's not for everybody in coach. It's for certain people, but I would like to have Abundance A360 every year for the people who are really interested in technology. And then we created the podcast to talk about what we're doing you know, together and what you're doing together. So Amazing. that's a perfect collaboration. I don't have your capability and you don't have my capability, but together we have, it's not double the capability, it's a multiple of the capability. Let me share with you one entrepreneur that I'm looking to bring to uh, A360 this year, which is a chance of how do we, if you want, Dan, how do we multiply Dan not to 10,000 or 100,000 or a million, but how do we multiply you to 10 million or 100 million people mm-hmm. if you're open to it? I'm open because, you know, I've got a long lifetime. I'm not at halftime yet. Yeah, no, you've got plenty of time. In my life. I'm 75. You know, I'm learning balance. I'm learning how to turn corners and everything else. So I'm just getting started with this. But Free Zone Frontier, awesome. my rest of my life is exploring this whole notion of Free Zone Frontier as a new dimension of entrepreneurism that only exists because of the technologies that are now available in the world. So let me share with you one of those technologies and one of the entrepreneurs. His name is Bill Klein. I'm going to have him at A360. I met him two ways, one through a potential investment, and I also met him through Tony Robbins. And so Bill has an AI company called Rival Theory, and Rival Theory is built a capability to basically digitize people in a number of different ways. The digitization comes from being able to replicate their voice perfectly, right? We've seen these, and replicate their face perfectly. We've seen these kinds of deep fake capabilities. So imagine mm-hmm. a program that can generate a perfect replica of Dan Sullivan, how you're nodding, how you're looking, how you're getting younger, <laughs> and your voice. But the other thing that Rival Theory is doing is 
that they are taking everything you've ever produced digitally, mm-hmm. every book, every audio recording, every video, everything ever produced, all of our podcasts, and they're using that to train a neural network. Mm-hmm. So they've done this with Tony, Tony Robbins. They're in the middle of just signed an agreement. They're going to do it for me as well. I want to introduce you to them as well. Mm -hmm. So the notion is being able to have a digital version of Dan Sullivan in my pocket. All Dan, all the time. All Dan, all the time. Absolutely. So that you could be coaching a million people simultaneously in this regard. Mm -hmm. This is not an excuse for me not to make my every quarter I come out to Toronto to spend the day. It's my personal day with you. It's my day with Mm -hmm. my cohort to get coaching. It's me time, focusing on me and my company. Mm -hmm. But in the interim, your team does an amazing job with calls and with materials and the books and our podcasts, all that. But the ability of this digital coaches, it's digitizing you, then dematerializing, demonetizing, Mm -hmm. democratizing, Mm -hmm. so that it's like, Dan, listen, I'm about to go into this sales meeting and I'm not sure what mindset to have because I'm worried about this or that. And then being able to have that digital version of you answer as if I was able to pick you up on the phone and Mm -hmm. have that conversation. So Tony's doing it because he's got massive amounts of digital recording. Yes. I'm doing it. I probably have, you know, a good amount, but nowhere near as much as him. Yes. And I think you do too. So this is an interesting future Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but the big thing is that we're the simplifier here, and that's the multiplier. Exactly. Yeah. So my feeling is kind of interesting. It sorted things out, you know. So in the Free Zone Frontier, you know, we have another concept. We said, well, who do you really want to be a hero to? Because you can do this, you can do this. And one of the paralysis that happens to entrepreneurs when they get really successful and they have cash confidence is they're overwhelmed by choices of opportunities. It's just the opposite of being scarce. Abundance has its own paralysis, and that is if you can do everything, you're probably paralyzed into doing nothing. And so my feeling, one question that we have that sorts that out is, yeah, but who do you really want to be a hero to? Yes. And that's a very emotionally laden question, and you don't want to be a hero to everybody. Yeah, more more is not better. No, I want to be a hero to entrepreneurs who are – innovating and creating free zone frontiers. And people say, well, you you can go here, you can go into corporations, you can go into school. I said, that's not me. I don't have anything against those people, but I don't actually want to be a hero to them. But entrepreneurs, I really want to be a hero to. That's my one fix on life. And I said, you know, there's not a lack of humans on the planet who can be passionate about something else. That's one of the great things about living in a big global population. There's a capability that's right for every hero, you know, being a hero. And I want to encourage people, build your life around who you want to be a hero to. But that's one of our concepts because I just ran into very highly intelligent, very creative, very, very entrepreneurial people, but they get paralyzed by too many opportunities. I said, don't do that. You know, Just figure out who do you want to be a hero to. There's a beautiful benefit of focus. And in this world of abundance, it's becoming harder and harder. The more successful you are, the more opportunities you have, the more you can do. Yeah, well, just talk about that, Peter, because the abundance, I mean, 
In terms of how long the human race has been around, the period where things are abundant has been very, very, very small. It's been very recent. We're all used to scarcity. We're all used to competing for scarce resources. Two world wars kind of showed you what competing for scarce resources can actually do to the planet. And then they created a weapon which more or less said, well, you want to know how the whole thing looks. This is what it looks like if you keep competing. (laughs) So my feeling is that negative technology, which was the atomic bomb, I just finished over the holidays. I read the history of the Second World War from the Japanese standpoint not from American standpoint or British or any of the other allied countries. And the big thing was that they were such a scarcity-driven country and regime that they just couldn't imagine how they could do it cooperatively. But that's all switched in 70 years, you know. The countries that are not cooperative and collaborative just aren't being offered the opportunities. So, Powell, that's the whole thesis for Abundance 360 every January. It's to help flip people's mindset. And yeah, most business models have been built on basis of scarcity. Mm -hmm. You have a very limited, scarce amount of stuff. You know, the ultimate is like the De Beers diamond exchange, right? And you put a wall around it and you meter it out a little bit at a time. But the fact of the matter is there's very little in life that technology cannot turn Mm -hmm. from scarcity to abundance. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that, you know, energy, water, food, Mm -hmm. shelter, healthcare, education, more money than ever, any time ever in human Mm -hmm. history. And so if you've built your business model on scarcity, you're in big trouble. Well, you know, one indication that I could tell that things are really changing is a sudden drop in the number of public corporations that are on the stock exchange. You know, it's half of what it was 10 or 15 years ago because there was a model for, you know, marketing whatever you had, but a lot of large corporations are buying their stocks back now. They're privatizing. You know, there's lots of reasons. There's never one reason for any event in the world. But I think one of the reasons is that they're doing far, far more invisible collaboration now, where before you had to cooperate with investors in the marketplace to get any capital. And I think what you're pointing out is that you can go big with very little capital these days. Amazing. If you collaborate with technology and you collaborate with other people who want to go big and they don't want to use up a lot of capital. So I think that you have a D there, but the demonetization. Demonetizing. Part of the demonetizing is the decapitalizing. You can produce big results with very little capital today through digital technology, but through collaboration with digitizers. Yeah, and we're going to spend a lot of time focusing on that this year. And you're right, it's only been the last century and really the last 30 years that we've seen this increase in abundance. Most of human history was one of basic survival. Like, can I live through the night? Where am I going to get food for my family this year? It was like just day-to-day survival. And it's just now that we have a chance to watch webinars and listen to podcasts and talk about amazing TV shows Mm and what kind of food do I want? Is it this vegan this or this gluten-free that? What a luxury. It's an amazing world we're living in. You know, one of the things that I say and I mean, we're going to create more wealth in this next decade than we have in the entire past century. Mm-hmm. And so that wealth comes from increasing abundance. It's getting away from a scarcity mindset. And mindset, as you well know, is like more important than anything else. It's the most important thing. That's what makes it available. But I would say this, Peter, the greatest scarcity 
the greatest scarcity is abundance-based teachers and coaches. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk about a real scarcity in the world, the educational system is still entirely based on competition, scarcity and competition. I mean, just look at the rat race that four-year-olds now are going to the right nursery school Insane. so they can get, you know, 20 years later, they can get into the right graduate school that gets them into the right law firm or gets them into the right medical school. I think about know? this. And it's just fierce competition for three and four-year-olds. I mean, it's how your brain forms by the time you're seven that has a lot to do with what it's going to be like when you're 70. Right. You're paying college-level tuitions at elementary school, and that's just insane. And of course, it's all going to change, right? We're going to see yeah. most of the biggest change coming in the complete transformation of the educational system and the healthcare system. All of these are coming. One of the things that you and I talk about is mindset is fundamentally the most important thing. Mm -hmm. If you believe you can or believe you yeah. can't, you're right. And so this year, again, at A360, it'll be a deep dive into, for mm -hmm. those who haven't come before, for those who've come before, Sunday morning, there's going to be an optional first attendee program on MTPs and moonshots, right? So I'll be teaching that yes. day one of the program. There'll be a two hours with me. If you don't know your massively transformative purpose, if you don't have any moonshots, come. If you know them already and want to refresh it, you can come. Otherwise, the program starts Sunday at one, thereabouts. So, yeah. But what I say a lot at Coach, I said, you know, more is caught than taught. Each of us has, you know, an intention of what to get over when we have our concept, but it's actually who you meet and who you talk to at the breaks, going out, you know, at mealtimes, going out to dinner. So you have a very, very high-packed group of people who are looking for other people. So instead of competing, they can just collaborate with other people. So yeah. I think that's amazing people. And think about the world that's changed in eight years since we started the first one in Mountain View, what's happened to the world. Yeah. You know, we might do a podcast because that was December of 2011 when we had our first 50-person meeting in Mountain View and where we are now in 2019. I mean, the world has really fundamentally changed in many ways in the eight years, probably more so than might have happened in the previous 20 years, 25 years. So and it's your, accelerating. Your next book. You know, and the thing is that acceleration can be as simple to accept and abundance can be as simple to accept as scarcity and competition used to be yep. to accept. Yeah, yeah, this is the way things are. Well, what if there's a new normal and it's really a function of mindset that takes you from one normal to another normal? Yeah, I agree. So folks, anybody who's interested in Free Zone Frontier or Dan's 10X program, just go to strategiccoach.com. Dan is my coach. I see him every quarter and luckily on these podcasts and grateful for you, Dan, in my life. And if Abundance 360 can serve you, it's mm -hmm. a360.com, a360.com. Anyway, Dan, I have some amazing entrepreneurs I want to share with you. Yeah, let's do another. Yeah. I have to tell you, this is catnip for other entrepreneurs. Yeah, amazing. Hearing entrepreneurial stories is the greatest food for thinking that entrepreneurs really have. Well, let's do another one then. Let's do another one. All right, take care, pal. Let's do it soon. See you soon, pal.